Hello and welcome to the Sunday Jumpstart Podcast, a weekly podcast helping goal-getters dish the excuses, do the work, and make ish happen. My name is Jessica Lauren and you are listening to episode number 113. Hey y'all, hey, and welcome back to this week's episode of the SJS Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and sharing just a few minutes with me on this here Sunday. I hope that you are doing well, that you are resting, relaxing, rejuvenating, taking baths, sitting on the couch, catching up on Luther, whatever the case may be. I hope you are having fun and enjoying your day. So what are we talking about today? Well, today I'm sharing some of the many aha moments that I had this week in the swimming pool. Now, if you didn't get a chance to listen to quick tip number 27, go back. I give you permission to hit pause on this and go back and listen to that episode because in that episode, I asked one very simple but important question. What would you do in this season if you were brave? How would you show up? How would you relate to other people? What would you tolerate? What what boundaries would you have? What would you explore? What new hobbies would you pick up if you were brave? And for me, taking the stage and being courageous for me in this season was getting back to play, getting back to having fun, getting back and doing something that wasn't monetized, that I didn't have to share on Instagram and come up with a strategy about. For me, that was taking swimming lessons. Now, back in the day when I was in the Boys and Girls Club in Detroit, I took some swimming lessons, okay? I I made it to the tadpole section of the the swimming curriculum, okay? I learned how to kick my little feet, um, but I never learned any strokes. I didn't feel confident in the water. And then about two years ago, there was a rec center by my apartment. I took some lessons there. Then um, it was like 12 weeks, but we only got through week three and the cancel got the program got canceled. So again, I didn't get to learn, but I've always just been like, I don't know where this vision came from. I've just always seen myself being a type of woman that every day before I got to go to work or do whatever, I go for a swim in somebody's pool or lake or ocean or whatever. So I was like, you know what? In order to live my dreams, I need to learn how to swim properly. And y'all know I have been in this this hustle for six long, beautiful, but blood, sweat, and tears kind of years, right? And I've always battled with fatigue, exhaustion, and burnout. And I just don't want to feel like that. I said it in a quick tip, but I think I'm in a season where my calling and my gift isn't requiring me to go harder, but to try easier and to incorporate fun back into my life. So when I was planning out March, it actually, I I knew about the swimming lessons back in February. I was just like, okay, the next class starts in March. I want to have fun. I want to play. So what does that look like for me? It was like, why don't you get back to swimming? You said you wanted to be this avid swimmer, you know, incorporated into my, you know, weekly exercise routine. Go back to it. So I signed up for it. It was only $54 for five weeks and it's every Wednesday night. And I just knew me being in the water would be fun. So Wednesday was the first day, right? And it's just me. We have three instructors. Everybody's wearing, you know, their masks. And um, it's like me, my boo, um, like a 19-year-old kid, an older woman. She's about 80. Her son, that's about 40. 
And I think that's it. It's only like five of us in the class, right? And so we begin. They're like, all right, I don't know if you've taken swimming lessons, but when you start, they just kind of throw you in there. They be like, all right, y'all, jump up and down so you could get used to the water. So you sitting there like, okay, you know, it's not cold no more. And then we didn't even start with like blowing bubbles or putting your head underwater. They was like, okay, put your hands in front of each other, <laughs> hold this little weight, kick your feet and go. And so that's what I did. And I felt pretty comfortable doing that because I, I knew how to do that part. It's the rhythmic breathing for me and the um what's that thing called when you move your leg treading water that's what I don't know how to do I don't know my strokes properly and all that jazz so I was more so there for that but um you know I we, we just started they just threw us in there and it felt so good to give myself permission to be a little bit rusty and bad and to be a little bit embarrassed. I did a whole episode called why it's so good to be bad. You know, when we all start off something, we want to be from day one, the Beyonce knows of it, right? We want to be just, just the Steve Jobs of it all or the whoever, you know, like day one, oh, I picked it up. I learned it. I'm the master. Um, and that sets us up for failure. You know, we're so used to Instant, instant, instant. Throw things in the microwave is instant. We want that with our success. We want that with our craft and our master mastery. It is so good to be goofy and silly and be embarrassed for a little bit. That is healthy. So, you know, I'm like, oh, I got this. Let me go. I start swimming. And she's like, uh, yo, yo kick is a little bit too strong. It was like, me? AKA, you splashing. Calm down, sis. But, you know, as I'm looking around at everybody that's in this group, the first lesson that hit me is that you are not too old and it is never too late. So the 80-year-old woman um, that was in the pool with us, um, it was her first time learning how to swim ever. And what's kind of cool about this rec center that we go to is that they allow people on the sidelines. Like her husband was there like, baby, this is how you kick. This is what you do. It was the cutest thing ever. Um, but she was just out there. She didn't know what she was doing. She was looking silly. I didn't know what I was doing. None of us were good, but we were out there. And the ages varied. Some of us was in our 30s, 40s, 70s. You know, you had some teenagers. But at the end of the day, the lesson was, Whatever you want to do, whatever sparks the interest, whatever you're curious about, you are not too old to go after it. It is not too late for you to study it, for you to sign up for it, for you to try it out. So when you're like, oh, should I go back to school for my bachelor's? Yes. Oh, should I, you know, I know I'm 40 years old, but I've really been interested in hair school. Should I do it? Yes. Oh, you know, I've always wanted to paint it, but I'm 30. Should I do it? Yes. Oh, you know, I've always wanted to learn computer engineering, but I'm 89. Should I do it? Yes. It is never too late for you. Whatever you want to do, you have and you have the capability and the um, the resource to do it. Go for it. In this day and age, we have this weird timeline that's super arbitrary. Well, you know, if I don't get my driver's license by the time I'm 16, I'm not worthy. If I don't have a uh, college degree by the time I'm 21, I'm not worthy. If I don't have a baby by the time I'm 25, I'm unworthy. If I'm not married, if I don't have my house, if I don't have my first apartment, if I don't move out with my mama, 
it is not too late for you. You make up your own timeline. You know, it's, it's, I get why timelines are there, right? Because in society, we kind of use each other as markers and milestones. Like, okay, am I doing good? Okay. She did it like this. Okay. That means I'm on the right path. Right. But the cool thing about our lives is that each and every single one of our lives is tailor made specifically for us individually, right? There is a timeline that is born within you that ain't got nothing to do with your neighbor, your Aunt Becky, your mama, your sister, your cousin. You have your own timeline. And guess what? You are a co-creator with God. Okay. Come on, somebody. Y'all get to make that up together, right? I have always been late to the game okay I had my first kiss when I was like 19 um I didn't get my driver's license till I was 27 I mean I did move out when I was 17 and I had my first apartment so that part I kept up with but I didn't go to my first concert till I was like 25 I I didn't do a lot of things till I was 30 I'm just now you know I don't have kids yet I'll be 37 in October I and 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 the crazy part is it's never bothered me because I've always been a late bloomer. I've I've never felt the pressure to, oh, I got to have this. Oh, I got, well, let me take that back. I did feel the pressure, but it was at the wrong time. So like when I was in, when I was like 20, when you're 20, you have no context of how old or young you are. So um, when I was 20, 21, 22, 23, um, I just felt like I needed to be married and have kids. Um, And I think that had a lot to do with just growing up in a church. Like there's a little bit of a pressure to, you know, not fornicate and make sure you settle down and find your soulmate and find you a man of God and all of that. So I actually did feel that pressure as soon as I got out of college. Like, oh my God, where's my Boaz? Oh my goodness, I need to get married. So I was able to go through that oh my gosh, I'm not there yet, super young. And then I realized like, girl, you are super young. Like it takes a few years for it to click. Child, I got my whole life ahead of me to do all of that stuff, right? Um, And so I was just like, just do you, just do what feels right. And I've always taken the road less travel, right? Um, Instead of, you know, going to school for engineering, nursing, teaching or whatever, I went to school for acting like a shoot I don't know you know I'm the first in my family to go off to school I'm gonna go for acting and for years I tried it and I pursued it while all my other friends were establishing a retirement they were well within their careers if we went out they you know had money up the wazoo to pay for lobster crab steak all of that and I'd be sitting there with $25 in my account because I was a starving artist but I still had the time of my life because I was on the timeline that was created for my life. So lesson number one that hit me as soon as I put my little totos in that lukewarm water, you are not too old and it's never too late. I really want you to hear that. Okay, because all of us are on these weird, arbitrary timelines. I should have graduated by. I should be in a healthy relationship by. I should have these kids by. I should have so much saved up. I should be having this stock. My business should be bigger than this. I should have more followers. Says who? It is okay to have goals and to aspire to things, but sit down and figure out, do I even really want all of that? Okay, you know what I mean? Like it, I, 
I just got my first house, right? But before that, I was perfectly fine in an apartment. And I remember people being like, well, you know, renting is a poor investment and, you know, to each his own. But for me, it was like, I ain't buying no house. I'm not ready for that. I'm not, I don't want to shovel no snow by myself, cut no grass by myself. I'm not financially stable, but there was this judgment. Oh girl, you know, when I go home for Christmas, my family just be looking like she ain't bringing nobody home. You ain't got nobody. You just get your first car and you're 27, 28. Yes, because I am following what Jessica wants to do. You know what I mean? And um, could I have made better choices? Sure. But this is what God had for me. So never feel, you know, I'm too old. Don't be married to that. I'm too old. It's too late. Go for it. Right. So that was lesson number one. Lesson number two, you can start again and again and again and again again till you got it. Right. I said I started swimming at the Boys and Girls Club. Then I went to the rec on the south side of Chicago. And now I'm here again learning the same foundational, you know, techniques that I already kind of know. It don't matter. Right. I made a promise to myself. I want to learn how to swim and swim well and sw- swim confidently. Right. I want to be able to jump in a nice little lake, go for a swim and go on back and without, you know, needing help or feeling scared or or just doing it for fun. And you know, I could have wrote it off like, again, I'm too old or I messed up or I should have, could have, would have. No, you have a right to start over and over and over again. Your life is a notebook. I don't know about y'all, but I'm a stickler for handwriting, right? And let's say I'm writing my things to do list out. And if anything looks sloppy, baby, I'm tearing that page out and I'm starting over again. Why? Because I'm the creator of my life. I get to choose whatever the heck I want to do, right? And if it don't feel right and I got to reiterate it or readjust or, you know, throw it out, scrap it, come back, you get to start over again. I love my friend, Naisha. Hey, Naisha, if you're listening to it, um, she is the creator of her business. It's called a, um, House of Stuyvesant, right? Um, and when I first met her, it was called, uh, shoot, brownstone closets, right? And Naisha, she is an interior decorator. She loves styling her home. She has she has a minimalistic um, um, point of view. Her products that she sells are so beautiful and natural and she gives styling tips. Be sure to follow her. She will be in the show notes. Um, just go to the sundayjumpstart.com and click on episode number 113. And we've been friends this entire six years. She's one of my Instagram buddies that turned into a real life friend. And through the years, you know, as she's changed from brownstone collectives to, gosh, what was the other one? It, it was something about minimal dwelling. I can't remember that one, but now it's House of Stuyvesant. Um, Stuyvesant, I'm sorry. Um, sorry, all my Brooklyn people, but each time she'd be like, oh, I got to start again. Oh, we'd be like, girl, start again. Who cares? We, we fought me and my friend to share. We would follow every new Instagram page, every new blog post. She would, she was started and just wasn't feeling it. Scrap it, start again. And you know, a lot of people, when they see that, be like, oh, there she go. She, I thought she said it was called this is time. And I thought she do, do, do. I, I respect people that's like, you know what? That doesn't fit for me. Let me try again. Now, now that she's been able, able to readjust and pivot now that she has this brand, it is the most 
clearest that I've seen her. You know what I mean? She is out here posting her stuff with confidence. People are loving everything, all of her products. I got some of her products. I'm on there, you know, now stalking, you know, some of her new candles and lotions that she has. It is okay to start over and over and over again. It took me, so my idea for the podcast came to me in 2015. If you go back and look at my podcast episodes, my first um, episode didn't come out until December 2017. Now, that was the first episode that I published, but I had an arsenal of about 20 episodes and I would start it, do a whole episode, put it in the, the um, my podcast host thing to upload it, and then I scrap it just like, nope, it's not good enough. Nope. I did it for two years. Um, some people call it procrastination or not having confidence. I don't care what you call it, okay? As long as you bounce back, if you still have that desire, you have the right. It is your God-given right to pick yourself up again and start again. So go ahead and rewrite that mission statement. Go ahead and change the name. Go ahead, keep the name and just start it again. Renew the license. You know, do what you got to do. Go revamp the products. Go do whatever you get to do. You get to reinvent yourself because why? The moral of the story today is it's your life. The only person that you have to, you know, um, to bend to is yourself, right? You don't have to go off of nobody else's will for your life, but you and God, which y'all be talking about between each other, everybody else at the end of the day, it kind of doesn't matter, right? You go after the things that are purposed in your heart. And if you have to start it time and time again, it is okay. Just keep at it, right? So number three, it is okay to not be perfect, right? Um, it was my first day back in the pool in a couple years. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I thought I did like, oh, let me just, you know, I can eh, I remember. No, I, I, I messed up. And there's freedom in messing up because you get to learn, right? If I got in there and and did everything perfectly, well, I did. I wouldn't need the lessons, right? I would have wasted my fifty four dollars. But me going in there, messy, imperfect, embarrassing myself, I got snot running down my thing. I'm swallowing water. I wouldn't have then my instructor come over and correct me and guide me and show me. You know what? This time I want you to point your toes, right? Um, you pointing your toes and flexing your foot will help you glide better. Okay, cool. I implemented the advice and guess what? I'm swimming better. Okay. We do not have to be perfect. In fact, you learn more, you grow more. People become more attracted to you when you are a little bit messy. Is it embarrassing? Yeah, a little bit. You know, would we like it to be seamless? Sure. Of course not. Right. But that's not where the growth is. The growth is in the muck and the mire and the blood, sweat and tears. Now, is that to say that you shouldn't put your best foot forward? Absolutely not. Do your best put out your best foot forward right put out your best effort but if perfection is keeping you from taking any action then you got to stop right there show up and do the messy version and then edit later right the editing comes from you doing it more and more and more so it is okay to be perfect my fourth lesson have fun just have fun okay when I got in the swim pool I was like oh so the swim team was practicing right next to us right 
And these people was in there jumping in, doing, you know, like doing breaststroke, backstroke, tongue all down the throat, whatever. <laughs> you know, they were they were just masterfully swimming. And I was like, oh, what if at the end of this, I could join the swim team, right? I'm, that just competitive side of me is like, oh, I could do that. And that's fine. That could be a goal. But it was like, but also, what if you just did this every Wednesday just because it's fun? And it was like, you know what? If I make the swim team eventually cool and go off to the Olympics and become Michael Phelps, that'd be an awesome story. But another awesome story is that I did something just because it was fun. I got to play for an hour and 15 minutes every Wednesday for five weeks. It is okay to have fun in your life and in your business. You don't have to spend every waking hour of your life hustling, grinding, learning more, expanding, scaling, strategizing. Those is it's necessary, right? It is a necessary part of life. And there are seasons, there will be seasons where you are really focused and grinding it out and isolating yourself. I'm not knocking it, but um, I'm speaking from experience. When that's all you do, it sucks the life out of you. You begin to resent the gift and the calling. You begin to be like, man, why am I even doing all this? I'm tired. I'm sick of it. In order to combat that order and avoid it completely, avoid it completely, start getting back to fun. When was the last time you did something that was absolutely fun? Now, you ain't got to be in no pool like me paying no $54. When was the last time you just turned on some music up loud and went in your living room and just danced in front of the mirror for like 30 minutes? I'm talking full-blown concert in heels. You changed into a cute little outfit, maybe threw a wig on and rocked the hell out. When was the last time you did that? What's fun for you? It's fun baking. When was the last time you baked some cookies? It's fun sitting up in the mirror doing your hair. It's fun going out with your kids and just getting on the swings with them and playing. It's fun just sitting up and watching TV with your boo thing. It's fun playing on your phone. I got this game called Read Decor where I just decorate houses all day. That's it. That's fun for me. It's fun sitting down reading the book. It's fun taking pictures, cute pictures for Instagram. It's fun trying to build a new website. What does fun look like for you? is it swimming? Is it, is it picking back up the violin? Is it getting a mic and singing? Is it getting on a mic and creating a podcast? What is fun? And it's funny, I did an interview with Tony Ann. I love her so much. She's from the Real Happy Mom podcast. Her episode will be airing, I think in April. But um, we she was like, you know, us moms, we got to schedule in the fun. And I was like, well, how do you know what's fun? I felt like I, I, I've i lost that part of myself that knew what fun is, especially during quarantine and um, because we don't have the luxury of just going out to restaurants. But then I was like, but Jessica, just going out to restaurants and eating and drinking, that can't be the only the, the only fun, especially because we don't have access to that anymore. So I've been on a quest to find fun again. And um, what I recommend doing is getting your local rec center or library's pamphlet, right? Their brochure, ours comes out, I think, every quarter. And just seeing what do they have to offer? Is it sewing classes in there? Is it editing classes? They got, our rec center has like robotics class. They have acting, improv, hip hop, ballet for adults. Like it's so much out there. And I was just going 
going through highlighting. What does fun look like for me? Oh, I used to love ballet. Circle that. Oh, I love hip hop. Circle that. Ooh, tap. That'd be fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> what, what does fun look like? Right. Go and read a few magazines. Go on YouTube. Find what fun looks like and then start to schedule it in every week if you can afford it. Right. And again, it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm going to take myself here or I'm going to do this. It could be at the house. You know what? This Thursday, I need to have a, a dance party after work. Or you know what? Tuesday, I love to sing. I'm going to go into my little garage band and rock the hell out. Schedule in the fun. It is okay to have fun. So, okay. So at this point of the lessons, we're halfway through. She had us do, I think it was called streamlining. I'm so sorry, instructor, if I mess this up, where, you know, you just put your hands in front of you on that weight and you kind of kick and swim across the pool. Then I think she had us blowing bubbles back and forth. And then I think, um, what else did we do? We started walking, doing the different strokes, just rotating our arm. And then she was like, all right, y'all. I want you guys to float on your backs. It was like, girl, what? Um, <laughs> I don't know why floating on my back uh, has been scary for me because it just looks like, wait, nothing is supporting you. Wait, won't you drown if you put your back backwards, right? If you just dip backwards. And so she was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Um, when you float backwards, you just lay back. You have to relax and zen out. You have to do your starfish pose. Make sure your chest and your stomach is uh, up and look up, right? And she was like, me, John, and God, I can't remember the other girl name. We'll be, you know, behind you to support you. And so, of course, um, the old lady, the the mature woman, I'm sorry, old lady, that's rude. The mature woman um, who was in our class, she like, I go first. And she went back and did it. And it was like, oh, girl, go off. Then I think the teenager went. It was like, oh, okay, y'all doing it. You know, I built up my confidence. I think Boo went next. And then it was my turn. And she was like, okay, just, just fall back. And I was like, are your hands behind me? She was like, yep. But I could not feel her hands on my back. It was like, babe, I need you to touch me. Touch me with the hem of your garment. Touch my back so I know you have my back. But she kind of wasn't. She was just like, well, you have to lean back for me to touch it back. So it basically was this whole trust exercise. And so I feel myself starting to panic. Mind you, we only in like five feet of water. I'm five, seven. Maybe we were in four feet. Okay. Five, seven. If I put my feet down, I'm, I'm touching the ground. Right. So she was like, Jessica, seriously, relax, breathe. And I meditate. I do yoga. I do movement classes. I know the importance of breath work, but for some reason, I just got panicked. So I'm calming down. She's like, just breathe. Let's sit out. Just all the worries of the today, let it go into the water. And so I'm like, okay, I'm brave, right? So I tip my head back and my back and I make sure my stomach is reaching up and my chest is reaching up and my face is reaching up and I'm floating and I can barely feel her touching like my shoulder blades, my back or whatever. She's just whispering, good, good. But the issue is that my breathing, I was kind of breathing like this, like just I'm, I'm panicked. I'm trying my hardest to relax, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just going through. And she's like, Jessica, seriously relax. And so she's like, just lean back further. And the further I lean, she lets me go. But 
I'm, I'm floating, but I'm still like <gasps> just breathing pretty hard. She's like, relax. And she's not touching me anymore. And um, I feel myself floating, but my hair is deeper in the thing, y'all. I, I had a swimming cap, but I punched a hole in it. I could feel my hair getting wet. I just wasn't there. And so I'm like, can you grab me? And she, I don't think she grabbed me fast enough. And I was like, can you pick me up, please? You know, just did that whole thing. So I put my feet on the ground. She was like, what happened? I'm just like, I don't know. I was kind of having a panic attack. And she was like, it's okay. It feels counterintuitive. But she was like, you have you. The only way that floating works is if you relax and if you trust yourself. She was like, your body naturally um, is a is buoyant, right? It will turn into a flotation device if you just trust yourself. So lean back. We're going to try this again. Breathe. Lean back. Do your starfish. Put your chest and your belly up. Look for it. Deep breath in. <laughs> deep breath out. And I do it. And I'm like, okay, I got this. And she's not touching me at all. And I'm looking up and I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. And I can feel that <laughs> creeping up again. But She's like, I got you. It's okay. Just breathe. And I close my eyes and I'm floating and I'm just like, Jessica, you got this. Everything is fine. You, you, everything is here. You're okay. You are supported. And I float. I just float there for what felt like 20 minutes, but maybe it was only two. And that was that. And in that moment, I learned quite a few things, right? Trying new things is scary. Challenging yourself to step out of your comfort zone is scary, right? Doing something that is so foreign to yourself, whether whether they're swimming or starting a business or dating again or asking, you know, hey, I need more space. Can we break up? Asking for the promotion, looking for a new job. All of that is scary, right? And naturally, our bodies want to panic. Like, girl, what are we doing? We were safe over here, honey, on dry land. Didn't nobody tell you you had to get in the pool to have fun and show your I'm not hustling no more. You know, you ain't have to flex that muscle. What are you doing? And the thing is, is that that's a very valid feeling. It is okay to feel fear, right? Um, and I've been really trying to get into the practice of not dismissing, not being like, oh, you know, I want to be fearless. Well, fear, I always say this serves us, right? I should be kind of concerned about drowning because I'm in water. You should be kind of a little bit concerned about starting a business because a recession or the economy or, you know, you should be nervous about dating again because, you know, um, it's just weird out here, right? But the idea is that fear informs you of how to make safer decisions. Like, okay, well, if I'm nervous about driving, the instructor offered us life belts right here. Let me put that on. If I'm scared about starting a business, okay, you're right. Maybe I could hook up with my local alderman and take some classes about business in Chicago. Okay, cool. If dating is pretty scary, how can I do that in a positive manner? Maybe Tinder isn't the way for me to go because it's free. Maybe I should pay for Coffee Me's Bagel or whatever. 
whatever to try to increase my chances of meeting someone that might be a little bit more quality, right? So fear isn't like this cynical, maniacal thing that's against us. Sometimes our fear is like, hey, I just want you to think about this, right? So you can't be 100% anti-fear. It really does help us out, but you cannot be swallowed by it, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm freaking out, but it's like, I have to learn how to float. That is a part of swimming. So what will I do? I'm going to say, hey, listen, I know it feels crazy and scary right now, but breathe, connect to your breath, close your eyes. Everything you need is within you. Literally, my body is a natural life jacket, right? If I just puff out my chest, pull up my stomach, lean back, breathe, do my starfish thing, I through the help of science and gravity and buoyancy, (laughs) I will float. And I have to trust that, right? So when you take your leap of faith in life, that's scary, right? And you're not doing it all willy-nilly, emotionally, oh, I'm F this job, I'm out of here. No, if you've done the work, you've done the research, you've validated your product, you've talked to customers, you've auditioned, you've whatever, if you've done the work, then just go for it, right? It's going to be scary. It is inevitable. (laughs) It just is, right? But when you calm down and breathe and just realize I got the sauce, right? And even at the moments where I don't have it, I am supported always and always by the most high, right? My instructor was right there the entire time. Not only was she there, my two other instructors were there. Not only were they there, my classmates were there. Not only were they there, the swim team was right next to me. Not only were they there, the doggone lifeguard, two of them were right there. I am always supported in all that I do. It may not look like it. It may not feel like it. Floating feels crazy and weird, but I am always supported. Support is always by me, but I have to slow down that breath and think, I got this. Everything that I need is within me. Lean back further. The more I resist and try to, you know, oh, let me curl in. Maybe if I flap my wings a little bit, that'll help. No, it made me panic even more. But when I leaned back further into the instructions of what she was telling me, guess what? I floated. So, That was a major lesson for me. I am always supported and everything I need is in me. My buoyancy is in me. I am the life jacket. And when I feel like my life jacket is getting a little, you know, hey, this thing getting loose. God is with you. Just every step of the way, your family, your friends, that that your your work husband, your work wife, your your crew from high school, your skating club, whoever your people are, they are there rooting you on. And then outside of that, there are people that you don't even know yet that is already gearing up to be such a blessing in your life, that is gearing up to be your next companion, your next investor, your biggest cheerleader. But first, you have to lean back, right? Your every step is supported in all ways, 
always. And when you need help, just like I did, hey, can you touch my back? Can you get me up? Ask for it. God, I need you right now. I don't know what I'm doing. Can you bless me with the resources that I need to make this happen? Can you help me stumble across upon, you, you know how Instagram just show you an ad that you was thinking of? God, direct the right ads to me. Help me find the right course class, webinar, whatever I need. Help me to meet the right person in the grocery store that can help me link up with this right person. Help me to learn this new technique. Hell, on Skillshare or YouTube or something that'll open my eyes. Give me the opportunities that will spark my curiosity and get me energized about something new. Help me to find the right TV show where they drop all the gems that gets me motivated. Help me to get an email from somebody that's like, hey, I've been listening to your show. Do you want to write a book? Lord, direct my path. I need your help. I don't know how to float. I've never floated before, but I know once I lean back into it, right? (laughs) Then the instructions will come. I did a whole episode called the truth about clarity and how we think in order for us to make our next step, I got to have clarity. What a gig is, is that you only get clarity once you make that first step. It's just like a GPS. If you type in an address right now, Siri is not going to say, well, first of all, you know, you make a right turn on Halstead, then you make a left on Lake and then 2.5 miles, you're going to get on to I-94, then you're going to switch to I-55 and you're going to take I-55 to Lake Shore No, the first thing she's going to do is say, head south on Halstead. Once you head south on Halstead, she's going to be like, in 0.2 miles, make a right. Once you make that right in 29 miles, get off at exit one. You know what I'm saying? But if she revealed everything all at once, how would you know where to start? How would you know where to go? You be confused, right? The first step is taking the first step, leaning back, trusting that flow, right? And then from there, everything else will follow. Y'all get what I'm saying? So that's everything that I'm learning from swimming. It's it's so funny how um, God just teaches you so many lessons in the most randomest places and spaces. So I just wanted to share that with you while it was fresh on my heart. Um, I've been loving just putting myself in this new environment. And that's the thing about trying something new. It gives you a new perspective on, on life. You know what I mean? Just try anything new. If you never play the instrument, pick one up, go take a lesson somewhere, try a single. I don't know, but challenge yourself to follow the curiosity, to follow the wonder, to be in awe, to be a student, to be a mess up, to be a failure, right? Um, and and you'd be surprised how much you learn, okay? So listen, thank you so much for joining me today and for listening to me. Um, as always, if I mentioned anything in today's episode that resonated with you, but you didn't get a chance to jot it down, do not worry, I got your back. Just go to the Sunday Jumpstart podcast. No, what am I talking about? The SundayJumpstart.com and click on episode 113, everything that I talked about will be there so you can link it click it all that jazz if you want to hang out with me outside of the podcast be sure to follow along on instagram the handle is at the sunday jumpstart special shout out goes out to pamela renee she has been doing such a great job helping me um, come up with social media graphics and just doing all of the beautiful things over there thank you pam so much for all of your hard work your hard work um and that's pretty much it y'all I love you. I will be back this Wednesday with a quick tip. That is our quick little five minute 
um, episodes that'll just help you finish the week strong. All right, you guys stay encouraged, be blessed, and I will see you next time. Bye.